Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What up, Snapback fam? We're back with another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. Today is the NFL Draft, and today we are releasing our NFL Draft Preview. We brought in a draft consultant, the official Snapback Sports Draft Consultant, Josh Moore. Uh, he was excellent. He knows way more than Abe and I could ever know, which is why we wanted to bring him in. Abe and I know sports, but we don't know the draft like Josh does. So it was a ton of fun. We talked which quarterback's actually going first. What is the true grade of a wide receiver in this draft in a very deep class? And then we do a rapid fire mock draft, whole first round, where we dissect and debate who's going to go at each pick. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Congrats to all our draft athletes who came on the pod. And thank you guys for listening to another episode. Snapback fam, let's get it. We're the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. With the 30th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select T.J. Watt. Linebacker, Wisconsin. With the 67th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Alvin Kamara, running back, Tennessee. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome to our official NFL Draft preview featuring the Snapback Sports Draft consultant, Josh Moore. Josh, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Good. Excited. Draft you, you, uh You've been sleeping? Me? Like, I feel no, like no. this is your time of year. Like, you're not getting much sleep. You're grinding tape. Coffee, ready to go, cold <laughs> brew. Sleep maybe 30 minutes a night these days. A little basic for a football guy, a vanilla cold brew. No, it's not vanilla. It's just black. Oh, okay. That's a football coffee That's if I've ever heard of I don't even drink coffee. I just I just ride on the love of the game. That's yeah. what I – I don't need it. drives me. Uh, all right, let's just get into it. My biggest question is, Tua – People say he's going to drop. People say the Dolphins are going to get him. My opinion, it feels like Tua, it's a fight between who can be less of a worse organization. The Lions know that the Dolphins need to get to that spot. And the and the Dolphins know that the Lions are taking Okuda, whether it's at 3, at 5, at 12, wherever. Really? I, I think they're taking Okuda. Uh, so what's, the deal? Brown? what's the deal with Tua? So I don't, I'm kind of confused by this whole to a narrative of he's not like he's kind of dangerous. He's like a little injury prone because mm-hmm. in during his college career, Justin Herbert actually missed more games than Tua did. I think Justin Herbert missed seven games and Tua missed six total. I get the severity of the injuries are a little different, but I, I truly don't understand the, the risk. But I guess this year, more than any uh, players with medical flags are going to drop. I think actually neither of those two teams end up with Tua. I think the Chargers actually end up with Tua at six because of their investment in his blind side, which would be the right side. They traded for Tri Turner, who's a right guard, and Brian, they signed Brian Beluga to a three-year, $30 million deal, I believe, to sh- uh, shore up that blind side to hopefully uh, put Tua in with that defense then make a run at the playoffs. So you so. think that's what they've been doing the whole time, is they've actually been planning for Tua. That's their plan? Uh, I think the with the investment in the right side of the O line to his blind side, it's uh, the Chargers won't leak anything. My brother's a Chargers fan, and uh, 
it's impossible to get beat on who they're picking and they keep very close to the vest. But I think with that investment, I mean, they, they claim they can move Beluga to the left side. It's not as realistic. I'm pretty sure that investment in the right side is a little tip of the hand, tip of the cap to them possibly being in on Tua. So, so let's have a little fun with this because it seems like this Tua news like that he's dropping is like a four, the last 48 hours thing. And we're in, we're in smokescreen season right now. Everything you read on Twitter could be a smokescreen, could be true. But let's have a little fun. Say that we get past the Chargers at six and Tua is still on the board. Then it gets interesting. Then you're going to have teams trying to trade up. Where I mean, obviously, you probably haven't run that situation in your head because it sounds unrealistic, but like this has been something that's been talked about. If Tua slips past six, is it John Gruden? Is it Belichick? What do you see happening in that instance? Definitely. I actually have run through every situation that possibly <laughs> could be, including Tua falling. I think if Tua does fall, then, yeah, the Raiders are the next likely team because they have the 12 and 19. But I think the scariest thought to everyone is that Bill Belichick sitting at 23 with extra picks and extra assets as he normally has being willing to trade, willing to trade up for Tua. So I think definitely the Patriots. All right, hold on, hold on. I got to go back. So you think Tua falls to six. So what's that mean for Miami? You think they're taking Herbert or they're not going quarterback? I think they got long-term to T-Law. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I don't know. They're not bad enough to tank know, and be the number one. That's the problem. Yeah, they spent too much money this offseason, have too many picks to be that bad mm-hmm. again. So I do assume they're going to go QB, but they are in a position where at five they could take best player available, maybe if that's a tackle because they traded Larry Tunsil, things like that, they, and then use 12 – or not 12, sorry, 18 and 26 to move up and get their guy Herbert, who I can't see fitting in anywhere else really other than the Chargers. So. The Chargers what it, seem like they, they're all in on Tyrod. Is that the biggest smoke screen of all? Like, they have made it very clear Tyrod Taylor will start week yeah. one. Yeah. So, the first time they said it, I believed it. And then the second time they said it, I said, hmm. And then they said it a third time and a fourth time and a fifth yeah. time. And like, Josh Rose in 48 hours before the draft yeah. was the card. He's our guy. Right. So I have a question. If you – Say Tua didn't have this hip injury and came out totally fine. Where would he grade out in terms of him versus Burrow at number one? Would that be a discussion if Tua was totally healthy, didn't have the hip injury, or what, is it Burrow no matter what? Where Where is the league at right now? Is it 1A, 1B, or are they in the same tier, but Tua has the injury? Where's that? I think there's definitely, they're definitely in separate tiers now over the past year. And I think even without the injury, Tua would have got picked through as a prospect. People would say that he's only good because he plays with five first round O linemen and three first round receivers, things like that. Cause you know, he still lacks that NFL arm strength. He has like, obviously the Drew Brees type accuracy. I think the best comparison for him coming straight out is weirdly enough. He's, he's coming out a 35 year old Drew Brees. Like, <laughs> It's weird. He's deadly accurate, but, you know, he doesn't have that arm strength. So he might need a, more playmakers, you know, to move the ball down the field. Now, obviously not a Mike Thomas, but, you know, a little more than that. Speaking of um, arm strength, I mean, there's this other quarterback that a lot of people aren't talking about out of Utah State, and that's Jordan Love. And people are saying, like, he could be the most skilled quarterback in terms of what he can do right now. I mean, granted, he's skilled also six. or athletically? Like, like, like in what, terms of making a play with the football, he has the best ability to do that in terms of arm talent. Right, arm talent. Got like, it. Okay. He's the closest we have but to not a Patrick in terms Mahomes. Of accuracy. Right, but they're talking about his decision making. What okay. is the consensus on Jordan Love? Him early, but now maybe he's falling a little bit. What is what's Jordan Love's deal? 
So you, you see varying opinions, obviously, throughout the league. I think that was reported. It's kind mm-hmm. of similar to Drew Locke last year, almost, where I think... Oh, I love Drew Locke. Yeah. <laughs> he could definitely fall into that second round, but obviously people are enamored with the arm talent or whatever. They're, the league is basically going to try to find the next Patrick Mahomes for the next 20 years, and this is the first prospect who somewhat emulates that risky throw, off-platform throws, like things like that with that same arm, but it's just completely different. He has accuracy issues to many levels. Uh, it's actually I was, insane. I was like, rooting. They're like now glorifying bad decision-making and just trying to overdo it with the arm. Like, no, they're not – Jordan Love isn't Patrick Mahomes. If he gets put in Bill Belichick's system, I guess potentially you could see, like, a very effective quarterback. But I think Love's going to fall out of the first round. I don't think – like, the Saints have been very committal – to Taysom Hill whenever Drew Brees does decide to hang it up. And the Patriots seem to be committing to uh, Stidham also. I think if the Chargers, like, traded way back, maybe they take love as a project. But I think he falls out of the first round. Yeah, I just don't think people want to spend that first rounder on such a project. You know, they have, they have to sit and he's uh, he's just – I mean, it, to me it's interesting because you look at the teams like New Orleans – Bay, who are always filtering in that one guy for 10 years. There time. is no way that Green Bay takes Jordan Love. There I'm is not saying no that. I'm saying no, that. That's I'm just saying because because Rogers, Mauer is saying that, or Moore saying that. Um, <laughs> I just messed up his name. Moore is saying that. <laughs> you can say Mauer. He, uh, he, no one wants to take that first round pick for a project. Aaron Rodgers sat for four years behind Brett Favre I understand take it 24 and I know Aaron Rodgers ego he will not play another down for the Packers if they take someone high in the draft <laughs> he's like that he can't even get along with his brother you think I'm saying that type of situation with I, I understand it makes a ton of sense it's genius right. to put a project behind Aaron Rodgers but it's Aaron Rodgers he's a little baby and although it makes sense he's on the decline they won't do it. And I don't think the Saints will either, which means I don't really know what the fit is for Jordan Love. Oh, you mean you don't know who's taking who in this draft? I think he could free fall. Like, all right, so let's say if I say no Packers, no Saints, Herbert and Tua go to Dolphins and Chargers, wherever they go, where is a team? And, like, I don't think the Patriots take him at 23rd. Where is a team that you could see Jordan Love fall? I think that is a good – conversation to have with our draft consultant that's that's what i'm asking number one the number one colts fan that we've had on this podcast Ah, i like jordan love to the colts okay philip rivers on a one-year deal there what do you think yeah uh the colts obviously need a long-term solution and i can't think of well well you were hype on jacoby uh never (laughs) maybe when we were five and two yeah for the four missed finitary field goals but uh I think Love's perfect landing spot is the Colts. I think the Colts GM Chris Ballard, though, has said kind of we're good on quarterbacks this year. I mean, barring a major fall where they don't have to trade up assets for him, I could see the Colts. I could see the Panthers maybe if they don't completely believe in mm-hmm. Bridgewater. I could also see the Jaguars because they are the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> that would and make a lot of sense. Pick, you know, trying to you know, hit oil. I don't want to leave the draft too much, but like, are you, is Teddy Bridgewater, are you two believers in Teddy? Like, I think that's the worst signing ever. Teddy, Teddy two gloves. Yeah. Teddy nineties. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't get like what the hype is. He game managed four games yeah, with the best I roster mean, in the league, which was. I think they're look, throwing. You throw a bunch of shit against the wall and hopefully something sticks. You know, I, I, they didn't. They didn't go out of their way to really like make him. Yeah, they did. They paid him a nice sum of money. What they give him? It, three um, years, yeah, three years is a committal. You know, that's a very commit. Plus McCaffrey, yikes! Yeah. And a running back could never be my team. Um, all right. Oh, Speaking of crew to talk about running backs right here. Why are you a pro running back? You're talking or, to pretty much um, Sharp. or the anti running backs crowd. Okay. Good. What I about receiving backs? receiving backs? Yeah. They're, they're some value. <laughs> okay. All right. Agree. Agree. Uh, all right. Other people dropping in the draft, which will kind of spur us into the wide receiver conversation. Uh, Judy, who leaked the knee? <laughs> Because what it was definitely Howie. I know I almost know it for a fact. Two Mr. Two Roseman reporters out of nowhere start talking about Judy's knee injury from 2018. I don't know, man. Fish yeah. So Jerry Judy, some team 18 to 25 leaked a knee injury. So Judy, CD. First off, we didn't leak it. He tore his meniscus. <laughs> and I, just because I sent you the tweet doesn't mean the Eagles leaked it. You know. Judy, CD. Also, whoever did leak it, if they end up with that player, it's the greatest move in NFL history because he's the best wide receiver in the draft, in my opinion. Judy, CD, and Ruggs. I don't know how Ruggs is in that conversation personally. I think he has to be right scheme. Like, if he's not on the Chiefs or Niners, I think he could get lost very early. But I am actually just as interested in the next wave of wide receivers, Mims, Justin Jefferson and then the kid from Colorado so break down the top three and then the next three so the top three are obviously your elite number one guys I think that's pretty clear cut you have Judy who's speed route running he's just the perfect wide receiver made in the lab kind of Antonio Brown-esque without the off-field issues obviously, <laughs> other than the knee but, um so he's really good in that retrospect CeeDee Lamb's probably just like the best pure wide receiver where he's a little less on the athletic side, but everything he does. All right, let me stop you there. What does that mean? You just compared Jerry Judy to Antonio Brown, but CD's the best pure receiver. What what does that mean? Yeah, there's a difference. Like, I'm curious. Like, not route running, but more like separation at at the catch, you know, Mm -hmm. yards after catch. The way he – like, he's not – Judy does it with his athleticism a lot, and CD's more relying on just his ability to play wide receiver. It's more of like a a Hopkins-esque, like – jump like being able to you know that slight push off that slight mm-hmm. separation that helps you make the catch like small things wide receivers do cd is very good at gotcha but that also raises some concerns when the athletes get better will he be able to separate from those four three corners who backpedal as fast as they run forward so that's <laughs> the thing uh with rugs i i kind of get the hype in terms of uh, a player who runs like four two eight is just valuable in itself because you can run him on a vertical every single play and that's valuable it's going to take the deep sa- like you know the deep safety with them and probably a corner so it's two on one guys every play and that's valuable for an offense I can see that but then you get to the second tier guys and this is like what I've been studying because the Colts don't have a pick in the first round these guys are also very very good Mims is really really good he dominated at the senior that's bowl our guy. every single corner yeah a little of every single corner there uh so like once he was able to open up his route tree at the senior bowl which he, he was able to do rather than in the Baylor offense where they kind of had him running like two three routes uh he was really dominating corners all you know all practice so that's good he has a slight drop issue but you know it could always be fixed oh that sounds like a lock for the ravens we love taking a late round first on a wide receiver who's highly skilled but cannot catch the football I'm which curious, i always 
He's the worst. I, I never understood. Like, if you play wide receiver, like, I feel like the first thing you should work on is being able to catch the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm interested in this whole wide receiver because obviously my Eagles need a receiver, whether that's in the draft or they need a receiver, bottom line. Um, but, like, I'm curious because we've seen a lot of talk about them maybe trading up for one of the top three guys. In my opinion, <clears throat> and I'm curious what your thoughts, is the margin – between wide receiver three, whoever you have graded out, <clears throat> and wide receiver four or five that may slip to you at 21, worth the compensation that you would give up, the drop-off in talent? So, yeah, yes. Uh, the, okay. the top three are bona fide number ones. I think the other Mims and Jefferson can probably be number ones at some point. But right off the bat, those top three are getting number one receivers. So for the Eagles themselves, I think at a cost of 21 plus 53, which is like, essentially the same leap the Steelers made for Devin Bush a couple years ago. So that that's roughly where the trade conversation would be uh, to get a, a pure number one who's ready to play now is extremely important for the Eagles. So I think it's a no brainer. On the contrary though, what do you think about a move to trade back and maybe get wide receiver seven or eight in Mims or Jalen Rieger and pick up a little extra compensation? What's the difference between now wide receiver four, and Nate in that second tier so it, it's more scheme dependent but I think after Justin Jefferson goes which he might go a little earlier you kind of sh- you should trade back on a wide receiver you know there's no reason to take the guy you have at five on the board because he could be 11 on someone else's board and I think mm-hmm. at late first early second you're going to see a ton of receivers go off the board in a variety of orders I think the Colts will be targeting uh, taller bigger receivers like T Higgins or Michael Pittman the Eagles will be maybe targeting burners or I don't know, even Denzel Mims. But I want to bring up a point of my belief, and I don't think CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs are number one receivers in their rookie year. And it sounds like you kind of do. Is that is that true to say? How many receivers are ones in their rookie year? I think it's just Jerry Judy in this class. And no, that's in, in general. Like that's in- my point. And and you're talking you think Ruggs and C D are clear ones. I don't know if that means to you in year two or in year one. So I want to I want to figure that out. I think in year one, they'll probably lead their team in yardage, things like that. But they won't be a true one just because of volume. Like their yeah. volume is going to be greater because they're probably going to go to the Raiders or the Niners or teams with less weapons. So I just think their their target share is going to be so great. Like I don't, They're going to be as refined as a number one receiver right. yet. I think that's more as you get into years two and three. But they're going to like – you can easily say they're going to be number one receivers. Like I think, yeah. So I just wanted to clear that up because I think there's only one receiver in the draft. I think of it through the lens of the jets because Adam Gase is an abomination of a coach and it's tough to go and play there. How many wide receivers in this class? Don't just put the jets failure on Adam. No, no, they're the jets. No, it's, Trust me, Adam Gase is, he's the right, but they were, they were the jets before Adam Gase. Yeah, they were, but if Jerry Judy goes to the Jets, I actually think he's so good that he can hold that number one role. He'll be the best receiver on the team without a doubt. I think if CeeDee Lamb goes there and he starts getting double teamed and schemed, I think they're in serious trouble because he can't take on that responsibility. On the flip, like I think Ruggs is not a system player, but a scheme player early in his career. Like if if he got thrown if he had to go be the number one for the Jets, I think it's a literal disaster. Like I, I don't think He's anywhere in the rankings of top receivers. 
Whereas I think if Mims slides into a team where he doesn't have to be the one, Justin Jefferson doesn't have to be the one. Like I could literally see those players having a better rookie season than potentially CD Lamb or Ruggs if they're not in the right spot. Like you look at AJ Brown, AJ Brown kind of broke out because he didn't have to be the one and then it became the one. I just think I'm very curious where those guys land. I think it's going to matter a lot. Interesting Good. nugget on first round receivers. I'm going to read you a little stat, a little list of players. Cause I saw this last night in my Eagles group. Cause obviously we're blowing it up about drafting receivers. Obviously the book is still out on some of these guys, but these are all the first round receivers from 2014 to 2018. <clears throat> Amari Cooper hit Corey Davis. Not yeah. Kevin white. Kevin Mike white. Williams. Yeah. He got exactly. drafted by the bears. Where did he even go to college? West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Oh my God. Mike, Mike Williams book is still out. Mike Williams. He is the number one receiver. He just happens to be behind Keenan. All right. Well, we'll keep going. John Ross, Devonte Parker. Okay. Corey Coleman. That, that one took a while. <laughs> That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It's yeah, no, definitely. massive. All right. Well, this is first round picks. Corey Coleman, Nelson Aguilar. Fuck you. Will Fuller. Okay. If you not if a you, number one, Josh Doxson. Laquan Treadwell, DJ Moore, our guy. Hey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rashad Perriman, LOL. Calvin Ridley could probably be a one-on-one number one totally. without Julio. He would be the best Philip Dorsett, wide receiver not in Eagles number history, one. probably. No, Philip Dorsett. So that's the list of 2014 to 2018 first-round picks. Let me read you the second-round picks from that time. Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Did Tyler Boyd. See- Sorry to cut you off. Did you see the article that Devontae Adams was reposting to his Instagram story? No. Someone wrote an article about him that they should cut him like six months into his career. (laughs) Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd, Juju, Cortland Sutton, DJ, DJ Chark, Debo, AJ Brown, and DK. So like, why, why are teams missing on that first round receiver? Are they drafting measurables rather than fit? Like, how is that a possibility? I think they're just reaching for need almost uh, a lot of the time. And, you know, and, and then it comes coaching. I think most of the guys you named who's, who didn't reach their potential, honestly, were in bad offensive schemes with bad quarterbacks, things like that. So I don't know if it's where rather. Do you, where do you stand on best player available versus draft for need? BPA every time. Draft for need is strictly trouble. And <laughs> Uh, you can never have too many good players the way you know defenses are so multiple these days uh, where you could have six corners on the field at once and then three corners and then two uh two safeties three like it's just yeah. so multiple where you need as many players as you can and the best players possible and depth is becoming extremely important which your eagles don't have but okay. that's besides the fact <laughs> <laughs> i think i mean hey that's that right there just proves to i think what we we're talking about which is if you put cd lamb and rugs in the wrong system it could be a big problem like turning into john ross like exactly like hollywood brown for the ravens we had the most explosive offense this year and he did deal with injuries but he wasn't ready to be a number one receiver you start you saw him at the end start to put on but that's kind of how i see rugs if he has to go in and be a one somewhere like he's gonna get doubled and you can only run a vertical so many times like the fourth time I run it in Madden, it doesn't work as well as the first time. So I think I'm excited. I love the best player available idea. So who are – let's just like – I'll put you on the spot. Let's just, right. let's just mock it up right now. No trades, but you can talk about uh, 
who you would think would be like trade. Wait, we haven't talked about the number one pick. Is he good? Joe <laughs> I've seen different things. Honestly, Is he Cincinnati yeah, Bengals good. Like, yeah, no, that's it's tough for him. So we may never know how good he. You know, <laughs> one of the Bengals. I don't know uh, if the hatred for the Bengals is fair as much as. Are it, you just saying that because they're your team in Madden franchise? No, no, no. I'm saying that because, like, yeah, they've had two bad years, but Andy Dalton, who isn't a good quarterback, took them to the playoffs. Like Marvin Lewis was actually what was holding them back more than the organization. He was just like a, a glorified loser. They they won ten games, eleven games, twelve games for a couple. Yeah, but of years. they don't they don't put any effort into it. They're not signing guys like they're just content with being five. No, they find some guys. They spend a lot of money on Trey. I mean, they overspent. They spent money on Trey Wayne's like three years, forty two million. They spent money on DJ Reader. All right, right. let's they're trying. Let's go rapid fire mock draft. Right, and and if you say you you can't make a trade, but you can say if you think there might be a trade. All right, number one, Bengals, Joe Burrow, Redskins. <laughs> Redskins chase young. So why are they talking about them trading out of that? They're just uh, talking because the lack, it's the draft. They have to, you know, weigh the option at least. The lack of a second round pick they have, which the Colts do have, right. uh, you know, <laughs> makes things tough when they're as a, you know, they're not a complete roster by any means. So, but they okay. are pretty good on the front seven. So I All right, Lions. Uh, has to be Okuda. Okay, I hope for them. Uh, Brown would be a nightmare. Okay, uh, Giants. Giants, hopefully they trade back if they're smart to maybe 16, possibly with the why, Falcons. Why do you think that? Yeah, I wanted to stop here. How will the Giants mess this up? Um, they'll, the only way they'll probably mess this up is taking a trade back deal that's not worth what they're – like they, if they want to trade back so much that they take a deal that's not worth Why do they need to trade back so bad here? They have so many holes. Yeah. Uh, even the whole <laughs> – That's they, music they to my ears. Free agency, they, they kind of just – like slapped a, a band-aid on a broken window okay. uh, like martinez and uh james bradbury so. all right uh five miami five Miami. i think that's where we see herbert go I, you can't wait on your wow. qb so, okay um, yeah six chargers Tua. seven carolina uh that's where it gets interesting i think they can go either so if the falcons trade up to four who are they taking so the, the Falcons trading up is probably contingent on who the Lions take at three. I think they're only trading up to four for Okuda. Got it. They'll probably trade up maybe late in the ten, uh, early tens maybe to get uh, C.J. Henderson. So I think they want a corner. Okay. So who goes at four? So at four, Jedrick Willis. I think if wow. they don't trade back, they're going to go a line. Okay. I think. They've been ignored. Jack is sick to his stomach that you haven't said Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, well, that's I'm just trying to get into the conversation. I'm trying to get into the conversation, but I'm waiting. I'm being patient. All right, Carolina 7, you said. Now I think we could talk about Isaiah Simmons probably going here. I think this is uh, the first realistic spot. I don't want to say that because he could go top five, but I think seven's where he'll probably end up because the NFL has let players like Derwin James fall to 17, and he's kind of in that. So Jack thinks he's Brian Erlacher. No, way better. So if, <laughs> if, if if Isaiah Simmons is available at seven, I'm going to drive to Eric DeCosta's house, pull out an AK, and say, trade everything we have and go get him. Trade Lamar? Not, he Well, not Lamar. But <laughs> trade up for Isaiah Simmons because we need him. Like, we need him. And we'll get into Kenneth Murray later. But uh, Isaiah, I think he's the best player in the draft, specifically because of the NFL we play him, which is – East to West, running the ball, stretches outside, and then just pass coverage. A linebacker being able to cover like a like a 
five-star corner is like insanity. It's wild. Is there any player comparison to Isaiah Simmons like that's currently in the NFL? Yeah, uh, a bigger Derwin James, which is like a, a weird thing. That's insane. <laughs> right? Insane that a, pl- a bigger Derwin James could fall past seven. But right. That's the NFL we live in. Uh, he's a little stiffer than Der- Derwin James, less fluid as an athlete, but a big thing for him is going to be finding a D coordinator who puts him in the same roles as they did as Clemson, rather than playing him as a pure linebacker, kind of oh, moving around a little on Literally wink. You so know the Ravens. You the Ravens would guys. be perfect for that. So, so, uh, so who's so the Panthers are going to take him, make him replace Luke Keekley and be useless? Is that the idea? Yeah. <laughs> is so, it? Is it, decree, is it crazy to say that he's the best player in the draft? Because that's been my whole thing. And everyone says, like, Chase Young's. I mean, he's a monster. Yeah, no, no definitely not crazy to say Isaiah Simmons is going to be the best player in the draft. It's definitely – he's definitely the perfect player for the way the NFL is trending. Mm-hmm. 6'4 guy who can cover like a corner, possibly play in the box, possibly play on the line. He kind of can do it all. So, to say – I mean, yeah, I put him in the top five players, but – Sometimes they don't go top five. If he rots away in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater and an overpaid running back, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Hope he doesn't get in Jacksonville's hands. <laughs> oh, that would be worse. All right, number eight, uh, Arizona. Ooh, this is tough. I think they're going to go worse here probably. They can't really neglect the O-line. I could also see them going first wide receiver because they're kind no of – No way. It's not impossible with the air raid system they're running. Kyler's apparently been pushing for lamb heavy, obviously, as right. they played him together in college. And I could see Kingsbury wanting that. I would uh, love that. Would be a I would love to see the Big Twelve out in the NFC West. That would be pretty would fun. Be, yeah, it would be incredible. So I'm I'm hoping for wide receiver, but I do think it's probably I'm not. right tackle worse. Okay, uh, nine Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to say they screwed up, so I'm going to go Derek Brown. Uh, <laughs> could this be do you could this be a place – hold on. Could this be a place where we see if Herbert falls? Yeah. I, I think the, Jack, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking to 2021 for quarterback. They're kind of okay. stuck in an incomplete roster where they can tank, and they can't not give Minshew a shot, kind of. He played well enough where he deserves a one-year gig, and with the 2021 QB class, you might as well give him that shot. Okay. So is Derek Brown – I mean, he's been rumored all, all the way up before. What's the deal on him? So Derek Brown's obviously a great player. He just didn't test well athletically and kind of plays in an invaluable position. Got it. Uh, not, a, not a valuable position, sorry. Uh, so uh, being like a one-tech and 300 pounds and running an eight-second three-cone, it's kind of like you're going to be a run-stuffer maybe. Like, you know, he's, he just, have- he's just going to be clogging up space, and you probably don't want to spend a top-five pick is the thought. Exactly. He, he's it. more of a Dexter Lawrence. So. Okay. All right, cool. All right, number 10, the Browns. Speaking of, mess it up. Are they, they're definitely – They're taking Becton because he ran a fast 40. Like, everyone knows it, right? Yeah. I think they're taking Becton. They said something about <laughs> right tackle versus left tackle doesn't matter, but they're okay. probably going to take Becton. All right, Jets Less- at I mean, 11. Yet, uh, they got to go. I'm gonna. I didn't say Thomas yet, so I'll go Thomas. I think Thomas actually goes before this because of the, of the run on tackles. But uh, Thomas is perfect for them. Start right away, and they need an O line. They need. Don't they O-line. have zero rostered offensive linemen on their team. Yeah, they spent ten million a year on George Fant. Like Joe <laughs> Douglas needs to be put in jail if they don't go O line with the first pick. All right, number twelve, Las Vegas Raiders. 
That's weird. Lost the Vegas wide receivers Raiders. are still all on the board right now. This is where it starts. Yeah, I, I think this is where Judy goes. Okay. Uh, I, I think the, just the depth of the wide receiver class might drive the value down. Obviously, they said the top three are the top three, but I think they all fall a little bit with people banking on wide receivers with later picks. Okay. Next pick is the, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, it's the 49ers. Um, no, let me just say something. This is where I see the opportunity, though. This is where I see the this is where I see the trade up. You got the Niners with no day two picks, and the Eagles have ten total picks. They've you know how two- often like rumors actually come true. You know how often the draft like stuff that makes sense. The Niners need a pick in the second round. Well, yeah, that's the fun. That's so that's the all Eagles the Eagles are going to trade into that spot, right? I- Okay. That's the fun. So right. they, they have two first round picks, the Niners, and no for my rapid fire mock draft with Josh, you're not getting the Eagles at 13. So Josh, who well, sounds like Josh thinking? is thinking that's a possibility. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I told my Eagles fans to Eagles friends to forget it. And now it's way more of a realistic possibility. 100%. It is, but it's, it's brutally realistic actually. But um, so Judy's on the board here. If the Eagles share up to 13 and draft Jerry Judy, I'm breaking my computer. Yeah. So I I think this is where the wide receivers go. Judy probably 12 to the Raiders 13. No, you said CD. You said uh, said CD. Who who did he say? You said said Judy. You said Judy. Judy. I just think Judy's number one receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I know the Oakland likes CD, but uh, yeah. The only problem with the Eagles trading up here is that I think the 49ers also need a wide receiver, and they also made a great trade with the Colts to get rid of Buckner and move into right, the third. They're sitting at, what, 21 or 24? Why, do, why does everyone feel like they need a wideout? Like, Debo was pretty good for them. Oh, 31. They're sitting at 31. Um, they're kind of like a, a pretty complete roster. So, yeah. I think, like, outside of corner Except and quarterback. a future left tackle, they kind of have the luxury to spend on a – so, with that being said, and knowing how small championship windows are, because Bosa is going to get paid and all these guys are going to get paid, why would they trade back just for depth? If you think they're the most one of the most complete rosters, they're not going to take a quarterback. Why not just take their guy, their wide receiver, their number one wide receiver at thirteen? Uh, I think they probably think they have more holes to fill than yeah. the public does. Uh, trading back doesn't always necessarily mean like getting worse, like not mm. being in a win now thing. I think that's a common misconception because you, I think they might just prefer to get a good player at 23 and then a good player at uh, 21 and then a good player at 53 over one good player right. at 13. So I think it's just how they see the value of the draft. Well, Grant Delpit, KJ Hamler action, one, two, buckle your shoe. <laughs> does, it make, Philadelphia. does it make sense at, for the 49ers, like – if CD and Ruggs are on the board and your coach is Kyle Shanahan, does it make more sense to draft Henry Ruggs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I already, I've already penciled in Henry Ruggs to Denver. Yeah. I I've already penciled, penciled that in. I, I Everyone think thinks that. I, I don't think they're going to. I feel take... like they want to pair someone with Cortland Sutton. Yeah, they they want that. to, but. I don't know. I for whatever reason. Oh, I don't you don't know who the teams are going to pick. Breaking uh, news. That's like your favorite thing to say. Well, it's yeah. a draft discussion. Exactly. So, I do know who people are going to take. So, <laughs> number one to ten, eleven to get rugs or wow. something. Like that. Okay. Uh, keep it moving. Fourteen. Tampa Bay. Gronk. Brady. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. I mean, this is a place where people are talking O line, and I think possibly trade their second for Trent Williams and it wouldn't, wouldn't be a problem oh my God. but yeah. also a place to look out for a quarterback pick right here yeah I don't 
know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I will say there's been a lot of hype, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but people are starting to say 2020 Bucks are the 2019 Browns. I could not disagree more. Yeah, they're actually have like good players though. It's like, <laughs> like Brady's proven, Gronk is proven. Uh, two Pro Bowl wideouts. Can we Jarvis. stopped acting like the Bucks just signed like? elite athletes in their prime come on he's still top five tight end no doubt if he if if i had gronk just to run block i would take him top five tight end. seems like dare out of the backfield i mean that they go they go three wide who's their third wide receiver so right now it's like it's a little in flux but honestly that's why i said at 14 it wouldn't be crazy if all the alignment are gone for them to go rugs or just, oh just go for it. I saw that. I saw it on Twitter the other day where they just pick up another wide receiver, say just screw, say screw it, it. And just So, so the Bucks Twitter. claim they're going to keep OJ Howard. I'll believe it when I see it. But no way. With the pickup for Gronk, like I guarantee you, OJ Howard's gone before we release this episode. I don't know about that. But Arians Williams is going to get traded by the time this episode's over. Arians doesn't <laughs> use tight ends. That's like the whole deal with like why OJ Howard was so bad this year. So is Gronk even like that big of a pickup for the Buccaneers? Uh, I think it is in terms of they'll probably have him on a pitch count to the playoffs. Right. So like he'll be extremely fresh a year out of retirement, still Gronk, and he'll probably dominate down the stretch in the playoffs. Fair enough. All right, keep it, keep it moving. Keep it moving. 15, you think Denver, if they don't have to trade up, and he's still there, Ruggs. All right, yeah, 16, C.J. Henderson. Yeah, just based off all. I think they're going to have to move up for him, but based off yeah. all. Dallas, 17. Dallas gets Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they're going to figure it out with Dak, which they're idiots for not figuring it out earlier. But uh, I think a sleeper possibly here is Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. Oh, okay. I, think I was looking at him for the Eagles as well. I think possible trade back in Cesar Ruiz, but with Frederick retiring – things like that, I think they could possibly want to share up their own line. They really don't have too many holes outside of corner and, and D-line. They kind of you could use some youth. But As a talent evaluator, one word you can make a pick, Dak or Wentz. That's not fair. Okay. I, yeah, I, Usually uh, it's, it's like one of my footballs. Yeah, I knew that, I knew that was going to come. I mean, Dak Prescott is one of – the winningest quarterback since he's been in the league. So yeah, I just oh I think it's just opposite ends of the spectrum. I think Wentz is extremely All right. Well this is a draft podcast. This is a draft episode. Okay. Neither right. of them are getting drafted. Uh eighteen, Miami. Pick number two for them. So I think they probably try to shore up that O line going Herbert first pick and go Josh Jones. I know there's been different reports saying first through third on him. I think he's the fourth the fifth best tackle. Okay. Nineteen the Raiders second pick of the first round. The Raiders are – they never they never pick who you expect them to pick, so I can honestly see them going Murray. Murray. You hate Murray. Kenneth Murray. Tell us why you hate Kenneth Murray. So, Kenneth Some people Murray, love him. I loved him, I and then I talked to Josh, and now I don't know how I feel. Kenneth Murray is like the Justin Herbert of quarterbacks uh, – linebackers, sorry. He's everything you want a linebacker to look like and with the speed with his body size everything like that tested out of his mind but when it kind of comes down to it the man can't play football he can't, <laughs> can't read anything he can't really see like what's going on he's missing that mental aspect of the game where I would rate linebackers queen honestly look 
Queen from LSU, Logan Wilson from Wyoming, even Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech. All these second-round guys I would take before Murray and I think would be better NFL pros than Murray. So let me ask you this. How, if you're a GM, what are you drafting? You're drafting the mental with less athleticism or you're drafting – like if you put him – let's say the Ravens decide to hire Ray Lewis as their linebackers coach. Now you have the best linebacker in the draft athletically and you have the best linebacker – one of the best linebackers ever teaching him is it teachable could he learn if he goes to the right defense and defensive coach does he become good or you think you just have it or you don't so he can definitely become good in the right scheme that it's all about playing to their strengths a lot of times gms see their weaknesses and think oh my coach can fix this weakness or oh like he'll get better in that area and a lot of times it's more about drafting a player for their strengths so I don't think you'll necessarily fix Kenneth Murray's weaknesses, but I think if you do put him in a scheme like the Ravens where he's around Calais Campbell, all yeah. those corner space eaters, I forgot he could you guys got Calais Campbell. Well, but I don't see it. I think you're way better like, off. Like like if the Raiders take him, it is the disaster you think it'll be. Yes. But if he avoids the Raiders and goes and plays for New Orleans and Belichick's defense. I mean, it seems like Belichick would never draft a guy like that. You said New Orleans and Belichick's defense. uh, New England and Belichick's defense. Uh, Would you, like, does he become a beast? So Yeah, uh, they gave, uh, the Patriots gave him, like, a Gerard Mayo comp, which I think he could be. If he's on the Patriots, Mm -hmm. I just think there's probably 30 teams in the NFL that will mess up Kenneth Murray so I'm gonna probably go bust on him all right so Raiders probably get Murray and bust him out Jags at 20 back again they really can go anywhere here it's kind of like I think this is Justin Jefferson that's what I said in my mock draft I'm like I don't know what the Jags are doing I don't know if they know what they're doing they just want to be bad enough and keep stockpile I had them taking Queen they have the yeah that also makes sense. They have the luxury of being bad enough at every position where they can go BPA at every single pick in the draft and get better. So okay. yeah, I think Queen makes sense here though for that D. Eagles at twenty one if they don't trade up. Oh, uh, if they don't trade up, I think they're almost a lock to trade back. Uh, I would say I think so too. I think there's no way we stay at twenty one. I think if at 21, if Justin Jefferson's gone, the Eagles won't be standing there. I think they're probably going to trade back into that either late first or early second. Because that's what like if speed. Justin? There's a Jefferson lot of talk around there. this guy from Arizona State, this receiver Ayuk. How do you pronounce his name? Ayuk, I think that's correct. Yeah, right? there's a lot of hype around him in the yeah. Eagles right now. Yeah, he's got like a six nine wingspan as a six foot guy. He's a burner. He's pretty yeah, he good. Could play shooting guard for us. Like, <laughs> Let's do a Sixers the Eagles. Uh, right. Joint Vikings at 22. They got to go corner, so I think they probably go AJ Terrell here. I love the corners in the late first, early second. I'm like obsessed with them from AJ Terrell to Gladney to Jalen Johnson, and my favorite, uh, <clears throat> uh, Trayvon Diggs is also <laughs> Cameron Dantzler. There's a lot of talent. I hear Dance, what you're saying. No, Dantzler is obviously one of those late second guys. You think he'll be really good, Diggs. In the right scheme, will be very good. The name I was thinking of is that's in- the that's oh. the best way that these draft guys like for, say good things about players but with a backhand compliment like yeah he could be good in the right scheme the right that scheme. really means that i don't I, think he's good I at all your bases like, <laughs> he does it's smart all right 23 new england Whew. um i don't know 
New England at 23. Are they going to win games? still on the board. Oh, yeah. Kinlaw is still on the board. I don't think they'd go D-tackle, though. Um, I think they probably stack up at, you know, maybe one of those O-linemen. They take a risk. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, Curtis. Ezra Cleveland, Curtis. definitely. Ezra Cleveland, honestly, I think if the Browns do trade back to, like, 16, 17, 18, he's right there for him. He's one of those linemen with, like, the fastest, like, three cones in the past yeah. 10 years. So, when you look at that list and eight of, like, He told us on the podcast. He wants to be a wants Cleveland Brown. Cleveland. His he wants cousin, to play for Cleveland? Well, no. We kind of framed uh, it like that. Forced him into yeah, yeah, but his last name's Cleveland, and his cousin's last name is Brown. So, he was like, that would be fun. Perfect. So he said he, he'll be for the Browns. The Browns would draft someone. He flat there. out said he's not playing for anyone but the Browns. <laughs> New Orleans, 24. I think they're going to go one of the wide receivers here. I think they're not done adding weapons. I Maybe Rieger. Wow. I really? Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to go all out on this championship. I window. think I like I wouldn't even Rieger be surprised guy. if they trade up. They're one of those teams looking to trade up for a wide receiver because they're, right. they're running on this two-year window. Minnesota, 25. Second pick in – four picks so I think this is where Denzel Mims could go I think uh he'd be a nice pairing with Thielen and I think they need a wide receiver I th- I heard the Vikings want to trade back from both these picks but Mims is 100% a, like a steal in these these range this late first range all right Miami pick three of the first round uh what does Miami want even at this point um I think they probably could go corner again with Gladney something like that I know they just Byron Jones but uh you can never have too many cover corners in the league. And I don't know how set they are on keeping Xavier, Xavier and Howard after they just paid him. Seattle, 27. Uh, this is going to be either a wild reach on a running back. or uh, We haven't terrible, talked about the running backs. They're terrible O-linemen. So I'd probably say Isaiah Wilson here. A big, uh, you know, top-heavy O-lineman. <laughs> okay. Ravens at 28, my squad. Who do we need? Honestly, Lamar said he would love to replace Yonda yesterday. Am I crazy to think that you guys like just go all in on this whole running thing and go swift? Crazy. We're not drafting. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. No shot. Would make zero sense. Why? I think a big guy for the Ravens in terms of guard is probably in the later rounds. Natane Muti out of Fresno State. He's a mauler a Will Hernandez type, but honestly a little more refined. So I think in the later rounds, if the Ravens had a guy like that, that'd be great. I think right here, though, they honestly might want to add a young end with the unsure of uh, Judon's future. Yeah. It's like that with the tag. So I could see Gross Matos going here, someone lengthy like that. I've seen the Ravens. I've, I mean, obviously we get mocked and rumored to a lot of players. I've seen him, Vaughn. I've seen even maybe Ruiz. We have our centers coming off an injury. And can Ruiz play outside of the center? Like, could you slide him to guard? Yeah, yeah, he can play. He's an interior lineman, so he okay. can play or guard. I think he's better off at center. The Ravens very rarely trade up unless it's to steal the league. Am I crazy to think that the Ravens also no. very rarely mess up? We don't mess up much. You guys are that. pretty good at drafting. We, 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 we did, right. We, but you made up for it seven picks later. <laughs> we did, um... We had a couple bad years, two years in a row, where we didn't draft great. I just always feel like the Ravens are getting a, a stud. The same teams win. Yeah. <laughs> right. We do draft very well. Um, Hayden Hurst, by the way, I think it was more the fact that 
Mark Andrews just happened to be better. And then it didn't, we didn't get to have a good offense with Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was like very dynamic for us once it started opening up. He's going to be really good. He's definitely talented. And you got a second round pick back for him along yeah. with Mark Andrews in the fourth. So it right. really wasn't that much yeah. of a negative. Yeah. Also, Abe, appreciate uh, Lamar Jackson. Thank you. Uh, 29, Tennessee. Tennessee. I think they also can go edge rusher. I think that's when you start seeing Curtis Weaver, guys like that. I think Curtis Weaver is brutally underrated. Uh, For a split second, I was like, why are the Titans picking so far back? I was like, wait a second. The Titans made the AFC championship. Green Bay at 30. Green Bay at 30. I don't know. This you want to say Jordan Love? I want to get Jordan Love somewhere in this first round mock. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, 30 Jordan Love to the Packers. I don't think the Packers go quarterback, as you said, with Rodgers. is a little bit of a diva. But I think that's the range. Maybe if someone trade up for Love, it'll be the late end of the first, just like Lamar Jackson was. All right, Super Bowl Not guys. All his players. Uh, San Fran and then Kansas City. So who, does Sam, who did I take with San Fran's first pick? Um... I don't know. Like, we traded them to the Eagles. We traded it to the Eagles, right? He <laughs> sure. sure. traded it to the Eagles. We had to. Um, so I think this is another spot where they try to honestly address the interior line. I don't know if that's uh, reaching on a guy or maybe a guy like Cesar Ruiz is around. I think if the 49ers do trade back to 23 or 21, sorry, uh, they could be looking at a guy like Cesar Ruiz there. Also, if he's there at 31, but I've mocked him to the mm-hmm. 32 Chiefs. Chiefs, people are saying like running back, things like that. For the Chiefs, uh, I think you either go corner with Jalen Johnson or Noah. Let me, I knew, I didn't want to say this name the whole time. This is the toughest name. <laughs> what position does he buy? Corner. Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany. <laughs> That's definitely the right pronunciation. Trying to sound like a, you know, professional here, but yeah, he's actually a stud. Besides the fact that I can't pronounce his last name completely, which I'm struggling. sorry. Goodell doesn't he pronounce half the names right either. Yeah, so uh, he's a physical corner. Kind of will play the run. Uh, is also just great against uh, you know receivers and playing the ball in the air. He kind of reminds me of uh, Darius Slay. So I could definitely see him being pretty a good player. Darius you think he's already uh, an overpaid cornerback? Yeah. Rookie. Okay, that's interesting. Um, all right, two more things, and then I'll let you go. Number one. I have one too. They're saying uh, literally like no one knows anything more than normal years. So name a player that like we've said is a first rounder and everyone said, but could easily drop very far. And then the, the reverse, like a first rounder, maybe even like, can you give me a player who could get picked top 15 that no one even has mocked in the top 15? If it's just sheer. Crazy. Does that happen? Like, what happened – didn't something happen last year or two years ago when they drafted uh, – what's his name from Clemson at four or whatever? Farrell. Yeah, that's like, Oakland. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any crazy, like, leaps like that. I think in terms of falling, you'll see Jordan Love probably fall. I think you'll see several of the wide receivers probably fall into the early third. I think Chenault from Colorado could be there in the early third. KJ Hamler could be in the early third, depending on how teams like him. I obviously think all these guys are better than that. And then T Higgins could also be available in late second, early third. So I think those guys you could see drop just because of uh, supply of the wide receivers, but they will be a steal to whoever they go to. I have one name I wanted to discuss and I'm all in on him all in. And I'm curious where your head's at, where he lands, where he's mocked Jalen hurts. I'm all in. Oh my god! The so, guy is just a winner. I think he's a dog. Jalen Hurts ranked ahead of Justin Herbert in terms of check. guys I'd want on my team. I think 
his ability as a runner. And I think the perfect situation for Jalen Hurts would be going to a team that's going to put him in a goal line package to start off and kind of work him in as that wild, not wildcat quarterback, but almost a red zone QB where you're not risking your franchise QB in the red zone. You can play 11 on 11 with the running QB and, and just take advantage of that. I think he's as experienced as a runner as most of the running backs in this class. So where would you think his biggest ideal fit is? I mean, I want to say Colts because I think I think. Would you want him for your team? The guy's a winner. Yes. I think you're yeah. out of your I mind. Want him, I would want him for my team in a package. I don't know if I want him as a franchise quarterback just yet, but I think you can implement him in that package and then develop him over time. Jalen Hurts was not good in the Big Twelve as a passer. He wasn't. Yeah, I don't think you're you're drafting him for his passing ability necessarily. Right. You're drafting a playmaker. And to play eleven on eleven. That's and like so. You didn't everyone, draft Lamar Jackson as a passer, right? And he developed. Lamar was a better passer than everyone. Uh, now. Right. So, so that's that's my point. Is like Abe's looking at Hurts as he one day he will be a passing quarterback. Not a oh dual no, threat, I'm looking a at him. Threat. I want I want him starting week one. Exactly, and I think like Jalen Hurts would just be terrible in that role. Lamar Jackson, ten times better passer, but even more importantly. Lamar Jackson might be the best runner of the football in the entire football league. Yeah, Correct. I mean, he's the best athlete in the entire football right. league. I'm kind of upset I didn't get to see him run his 40 because I'm pretty sure it would have been sub 4-3. But uh, I think athletically they're different, and I think throwing the ball they're a little different. That's why Hurts needs that time to develop as a passer where Lamar's athleticism could get him by alone at first, and now he's developing more as a passer. Yeah. All right, last thing. Uh, more pulling away from the draft, but two teams that were good last year who fall off a cliff and two teams or fall oh, out of the This is my playoffs. favorite discussion. And then two teams that were under, I mean, the Niners won three games the year before. Obviously, Garoppolo was injured, but two teams that make a nice jump in 2020. Um, so I think teams that make a nice jump will be the Bengals. What Surprise does that me. mean? Yeah, what so is it? Bengals last year, I think, led in 12 of their 16 games, which is, like, unprecedented for a team that <laughs> wins two. Yeah. It's just wild. So they were competing in games. They're not necessarily a bad team. They'll also get uh, Jonah Williams back. They added Reeder and Waynes, which are upgrades, and they get the number one pick and technically a second first-round pick with 33. So you're so thinking think, they could win six or seven games. I... The Bengals? Yeah. Could they be the second-best team in the division? The Steelers are bound to get – worse uh the browns are going to be a little better though i think because of the coaching so i don't know about second best but third best yeah maybe okay pick another team that makes a jump um the broncos i loved everything the broncos have done their Uh, free agency i think was the best of the whole league yeah Mm -hmm. i think besides spending that money on melvin gordon where they probably could have allocated it to other places why did they do that especially having philip that is that could be the worst that's worse than the girly signing you strike gold, get a UDFA stud running back, and then you're like, oh, I want to pay Melvin Gordon <laughs> in a year. It just doesn't make sense. But I, I think, think that was a pity that, thing. It was more of like a, a spite yeah, thing because it's in division. Yeah. This is the worst way to spite someone is overpaying the <laughs> running back. Yeah, got you. <laughs> Chargers uh, are never going to pay him. But two, yeah, two drop-offs. Drop-offs. Uh, like it, like if you don't think Philly's in the playoffs, just let me know. Well, I mean, can you really say it's a drop-off? They were like 9-7 and seven scraped by to a playoff because their division's terrible. So I, I want to say the, the Eagles because they don't 
but they're not going to drop off because they're in that bad division. I'm trying to think of other players. I think the Vikings, you'll definitely see a drop mm-hmm. off, obviously, because of who they lost. They're kind of like a the Niners. The Niners? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so, so I think the Niners and Ravens both drop off, but I think they drop to 11 or 12 wins. Like, I don't think they drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I, the drop off from being a 13 and 3 team to 11 and 5 team is bound to happen. I don't know if the Ravens even get worse, though. Did they not? I feel like they almost got better this offseason. We, we did. Yeah. yeah. The Yonda loss was big. It was. Because you're losing a pro – I mean, a Hall of Fame. You're adding Flyers Campbell for a fifth. You know, right. Like, you get – you get like, people don't even understand. We get – we re-signed Jimmy Smith somehow. We re-signed Tavon – I mean, Tavon Young comes back from injury. Like, it's the best secondary in the league, without a doubt. Jamal Adams we probably grabbed during the draft at some point. Is he going to – is he going somewhere? Hold on. <laughs> It would be such a Jets move. Because I'll do 21 and 53 right now for him. Yeah, a lot 53? of teams would. Um, but my two teams, I think Seattle. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. Every game they were in. That was the close game. They yeah. were. Yeah. Oh, I'm my. big on that. But Seattle's like the anomaly because I, I – They are. Like, like, there's no doubt, Russ. Like, oh, they have nothing. They're going to fall off. It just lot. feels like the Cardinals will be slightly better. I think the Rams get back into the playoffs. Like, I think they were kind of a disaster, but given offseason to Goff and McVay and – like, people I think the forget- Rams are in no man's land right now. I disagree. Oh, I would rather – I disagree. I would rather be – I think the Eagles and Cowboys are in no man's land. I actually think the Rams are in a better spot than both those teams. And then I think Tennessee could win five or six games this year. Yeah, Tennessee's obviously going to take a step back because you're not going to see that same performance from Tannehill. But that defense is still very good. So I think automatically – Didn't they go 9-7? and seven? What? <laughs> Didn't they go 9-7? and seven? Probably. So yeah, nine, nine and seven or ten and six. Because I remember I was making the joke about them going eight and eight every year. So they didn't go anything more than ten and six. Yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, they could definitely win five games if Tannehill doesn't keep that level of play up. Uh, they lost Conklin, which is going to be big. I think they're going to have to they, – they're another team that will probably reach on a tackle at 29 maybe. Even. Rank your confidence level. Ravens win the AFC North. Chiefs win the AFC West. Who would you, who do you think you're more confident in to win the division? How did you sneak that question into a draft episode? Well, we got away from the draft. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Ravens strictly because of the talent in the rest of the division. I think they're more likely to repeat. Okay. I think, I, I mean, I think this are- is one of the more – maybe it's because we haven't had sports in – so many times or the the intrigue of it being all remote and something getting messed up or Goodell Wi-Fi cutting out but I think this is the most hype a draft has been in quite as many years it's the only thing we can talk about right is this the best draft ever because that's actually a thing no people are saying that like talent wise yeah people are saying this is the best draft potentially ever which is like a outrageous thing to say say because how do you even grade in a whole draft but is this like up there for one of the most talented draft classes? Yeah, I think it's extremely deep. One GM said he had like 32 first round grades, which is like unheard of. You never like have a full first round right. first round grades. So I think the depth in this class is unprecedented at wide receiver and at corner. One GM is probably Dave Gettleman. Yeah, who's who said everyone's wronger about most <laughs> drafts than ever before. So. Hi, Josh. I appreciate the time, Abe. Thank you for bringing Josh on. 
this was awesome guys this is Make sure this is, it's I'm nice sure. it's refreshing to hear a third opinion on the podcast i'm sure most yeah, people will Abe's biased eagles takes Yikes. exactly i'm pretty sure after this podcast he somehow got jerry judy jamal adams in my mock no we traded like getting tra- all new yeah, wide receivers right. jamal adams for the 53rd <laughs> Well, no, we trade it. You guys are see, we're in your head. Anyway, Josh, thank you for coming on. Um, Our personal Mel Kuyper. Obviously, you're going to be busy in these next few hours. What's your setup going to be like for draft night? Uh, At least. Am I I looking at it right behind you? No, all the screens are here. There's like 50 screens in the wall. (laughs) We're just diving into prospects films all day, all night. So good stuff. All right, man. Well, be good. Thanks for coming on, and we'll get you back on probably for next year's draft. Hopefully. Thank you. Thank you.